Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to the XA Life Podcast. My name is Adam Chasson and I work on staff here with Kaiapha Campus Ministries. This is a podcast for you, the student, to be encouraged and equipped to follow Jesus. On this podcast, you will hear from our staff, Jenny, Brittany, Caitlin, Mallory, myself, and maybe even a guest speaker. We will be talking on a variety of topics to help you grow closer to Jesus while we're unable to gather together in person. Thanks for joining us today, and let's dive in. Gosh, it always makes me happy to hear that song. Um, I miss all of you guys at XA Live on Thursday nights, but we are excited to have the podcast for you. And today with me is Mallory and Adam. And I'm Jenny. And we're going to talk today really like the world has gone a little cray cray. COVID 19 has impacted us in ways that we don't understand and it is difficult for us to process. So, we're going to talk a little bit about how do we process this, what is happening, and what does it look like to engage it. And so, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of history. Um, on March 9th, Louisiana had its first case. And the stock market completely tanked. It's continued to tank since then, um, but that was on March 9th. March 13th is a day you guys remember. K-12 schools got canceled. Louisiana Tech and Grambling State University went online. On March 14th, we had the first death in Louisiana. And the governor expressed concern of this rate of growth. Um, You may or may not know this, but Louisiana presently has the fastest growth rate of anywhere in the world. That means our growth rate is faster than any country and any other state. On March 12th, the governor gave a stay-at-home order. And today is the day that we're recording the podcast, which is March 31st. Um, Today, we recorded 5,237 cases. That is with 1,000 377 hospitalizations, and 239 people have died in the state of Louisiana. That is an increase of 1,248 cases in one day. And who knows what the story is going to be in two days when the podcast goes live. Um, But things are going a little insane, and we don't know how to process it. Things that we are used to doing, we can't do. Families are separated. People are dying in isolation because of the danger of COVID-19. And people that are losing family members are unable to have funerals because of restrictions. But we also need to remember that these numbers, that there are 5,237 people, they are not numbers. They are individuals with souls and families that love them dearly, and the God of the universe loves them too. Things are shifting in our society at a rate that we don't understand, and we have a difficult time processing. I feel like I keep telling people that I feel like I'm in a movie, and I don't know when the movie (laughs) is going to end, but I'm just in this movie, and it's like this awful movie. But instead, it's my reality. We're all trying to create a new rhythm and find a new normal. But we are also watching something that is going to alter the course of history. So we need to recognize that we need to follow wisdom. We need to follow the wisdom of the people that are above our pay grade and know things that we don't know. So stay home. 
follow the social distancing, figure out what does it look like to save lives by doing this. Um, but we also need to understand that we can't bury our head in the sand and ignore the reality. As a follower of Jesus, we have to engage our culture. We need to understand what's happening because we can't be salt and light if we are disconnected from reality. But it is hard to process the reality that we're experiencing. Um, Adam, can you share with us how you have processed the world around us? Yeah, so you talked about how on March 9th, all of this stuff kind of went down. Um, or at least the first time all of this went down. Um, I think for a while at the beginning of all this, you know, I was hearing stuff about Washington and California. Um, and really, I just thought it was kind of like people blowing stuff out of proportion. I thought people were reacting heavily off of just what the media was telling them. Um, because in my head, you know, I'm seeing this as like, oh, you know, more people died from the flu or, um, you know, people can recover from this. It's just certain people that are, you know, getting sick. So I think I was taking a very much like lackadaisical approach to it at first. Um, but whenever, um, you know, those numbers started coming to Louisiana and started to grow and started to increase, um, that's whenever I started paying more attention to this because then, you know, uh, we were doing spring break trips and during our spring break trip, we went to New Orleans and like after coming back and then like literally several days after that, there's all these different cases in New Orleans. I started to kind of freak out a little bit. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Did I just dodge a bullet? What's happening? But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, well, that's, you know, I'm in Ruston. I'm, I'm backwoods, Louisiana, man, you know, no, no Corona's touching me. Um, but then Shreveport started blowing up. And one case turned into two that turned into 17 and it, you know, it just kept growing and growing. And uh, I, I started to kind of realize what was going on. And I had people around me telling me that like, Oh, it's just going to, it'd be fine. Give it a couple of weeks and then we'll, we'll be back to normal. Or a lot of people said whenever it would get hot, which I don't get that logic because it's getting hotter anyway. Um, but I started taking it seriously because at that point, I realized once those numbers started to increase, once they canceled everything, oh my goodness, talk about a reality check. Whenever school just shuts down and everyone has to stay at their house, I started realizing, okay, me and Caitlin, we're planning on a wedding. That can't happen. <laughs> um, like hours and hours of time prep into that, um, plans and all these different things are just kind of out the window. Um, because I don't want to get my family sick or I just don't want to have a wedding that no one shows up to. Um, so that really reality hit me. Um, I started trying to process, okay, so the stock market crashed. People can't have, people can't keep their jobs. People are losing jobs. Um, the government's talking about sending money to people. I'm thinking what is going on? Um, so for me, it's been just this kind of reality check and assessing the fact that like, okay, like I need to take this seriously. I need to work from home. I can't go to the store every day. I can't do things that I've been wanting to do. Um, and kind of taking that reality and really just trying to make the most of what I have now, uh, working from my house and thankfully being able to go outside for like walking and stuff like that. But that's kind of where I'm at currently. Um, oh, thanks. What about you, Mallory? Yeah, um, I think 
when all of this started as a problem, it was a problem somewhere else, not a problem here for me. And so when it first started becoming a problem here, it's when it really hit me. Um, it didn't really kick in, sink in until our free food Friday was canceled and things in this town and this, the, the university going online and all these changes happening, everything being canceled after another, I just started really feeling the emotion of it all, feeling the, the emotions of sadness and frustration and confusion. Um, but I, I just kept up with the numbers and I just made like made sure to like realize what was happening was a real thing. It was a really big thing and it wasn't just going to go away. (laughs) Um, so I kept up with the numbers and I use the numbers now as a prayer, as a prayer for intentionally praying that the numbers go down or stop. Um, but with a lot of these emotions coming, I made sure to feel them. I made sure to bring them to Jesus and just say, Hey, this is making me upset. This is making me aggravated and just really feel these emotions to make sure that they stay real and don't get hidden or I don't hold them in. Um, so with a lot of things being canceled, I was challenged to focus on what was more important of what was not being canceled. Um, things that I can still do now and the things that I actually can control. Um, because it, it made no it makes no sense for me to focus on the things that I can't control because they're not changing right now. <laughs> so um, that's all helped me a lot in these last few days. So. Yeah, I think yesterday I listened to a message on Facebook Live that was a couple of days old from Philip and Destiny Dees, and they challenged us to bring our problems to Jesus, but then to figure out what does it look like to come up with solutions. And I think you focusing on the things you can control is exactly that. It's recognizing the reality of where we are, but trying to figure out what does it look like to come up with solutions to these problems. As I'm talking to students, one of the things that I realize is that there's a lot of lies that people believe and the lies that people are believing are impacting their ability to process reality of what's going on. Have you guys noticed or identified any lies that people believe? Hmm. Yeah, um, I think the first I think the first lie that comes to my mind is the lie that like it'll just blow over or, you know, like, oh. Um, we're going to quarantine for two weeks and then everything will be fine and we'll go back to normal. Um, I don't know where that comes from. I'm not sure if that's just a, an American thing because we're America and nothing too crazy can happen here, you know, um, which we've had the privilege over time that we haven't had a lot of craziness happen on American soil uh, like this. Usually with stuff that's like global, it's like always somewhere else. But, um, but yeah, the idea that it'll blow over is um, a complete lie because, you know, let's say God works a miracle and everyone is healed and there's no more sick people in two weeks. Um, we have a serious economic problem right now. Yeah. We have thousands of people out of jobs. Uh, we have thousands of people who don't know what they're going to do to make money, to pay rent, people who have families, um, people who don't know or people who rely on the school system to feed their kids. Like there is a, there is another side of this, of this beast um, that we don't necessarily see right now um, because we're college students and, you know, we're, we're, we're caught up in school and school is kind of like the primary focus. But the reality is there are tons of long lasting problems that are going to be coming our way. 
right now we're just kind of in the survival mode of things and trying to learn how to shift. Um, because the reality is this is the new normal. As long as, as long as we can see into the future, um, you know, this isn't just going to go away in a couple of weeks. Um, it's not going to go away in just a month. Like, and I think the longer that we're in it, the more that reality will hit us. And emotionally, we're going to have to process this is normal. You know, listening to podcasts and talking over Zoom and, you know, staying at home for long periods of time. Like, uh, that's not going away anytime soon. So, yeah. much less the, you know, the, the, and I'm not even talking about the disease. I don't know if you noticed, like, everything that I've been saying hasn't even been about COVID. It's just what the COVID virus is doing to the way that we function as society. Yeah, Mallory, have you heard anyone talk about any lies? Yeah, I think there's a lie that people believe that um, they can feel indifferent about this all and it'd be okay, or they can just not feel anything and just not care. Um, I feel like a lot of people are stuck in that indifference and they're stuck in just the mindset of, I don't really care about this. Um, when in reality, there's so many different things to feel about this. There's... Um, there's feelings of anger and sorrow and confusion and aggravation and inconvenience that causes all of this maybe, but we can bring all of these feelings or emotions to Jesus or the lack of our emotions to Jesus and deal with them with him because that's where, that's where he really can work on us. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, so Mallory brought up the indifference, um, the live indifference. And that reminds me of uh, all those college students that were still on spring break, uh, partying it up, thinking like, ah, bro, this thing don't, it's, it's not going to affect me. I'm just going to party anyway. Um, which is probably like the thing that I think of, of like the idea that like, it's not going to affect me. Or even if it does, I'm going to be fine. You know, I'm, I'm young. I can, I can survive this. I mean, I even thought that whenever all this stuff was going down, I thought, you know, I'm preparing myself to get sick because it's like, well, even if I get sick, I, you know, I'll be fine. And I think that's pretty dangerous. One, it's not including the reality of what's actually happening around us. At some point, we're going to know someone who's been affected by this virus um, or know someone whose family member died because of this. Like, it's going to get to that point. And we need to be able to learn how to process that and deal with that. Um, because whenever this uh, will be done, hopefully as soon as it can be, whenever it will be done, we're going to have a lot of, uh, a lot of things we're going to have to deal with. And that's not going to go away anytime soon. The reality is, is that we need to realize it already has affected us. Like someone involved with Kyle Fett, Louisiana Tech has lost their grandmother because of this. Mm. And if it affects one of us in the family. It affects all of us. And so it has impacted us. Um, and it will continue to impact us in some way, shape or form. But we got to recognize the lies. I was looking at an article and I actually shared it with the entire staff. Um, but the article was talking about how um, university students and even younger have a hard time identifying our emotions and identifying what to feel through this. And it kind of walk people through some steps. Um, and something that I've recognized consistently is that people are having a hard time processing COVID and it's easier to ignore it and just focus on school and how hard online classes are than to see the bigger picture around us. But we have to recognize for us to be mentally healthy, for us to be healthy human beings, 
we need to see the bigger picture. We need to know what's going on around us and we need to control what we can control, recognize what we can't control, but acknowledge the bigger picture. Um, Mallory, I feel like you got some really good takeaways from that article. You want to share some of those with us? Yeah, um, I love the article. It really helped me in my own processing of, of emotions and all that stuff. But I feel like the main thing that it says is to name the losses that we've uh, experienced and also name the gratitudes or the gifts that we've been given. Um, and it says like, three reasons why naming these losses are important. Um, it says naming the losses that we have helps us be honest about our grief. Um, I feel like everyone's lost something, either they've physically lost something or they've lost experience in yeah. um, a lot of things. I mean, missions trips are canceled. Um, a lot of other things are canceled. Graduation right now, the ceremony is canceled. A lot of things are just being canceled. And that those are all losses that we can name and be honest about our grief. While also, um, the second reason is important is because we need to keep um, keep from minimizing or silver lining the problem. We don't need to minimize the problem that, that is real and big and all over the place right now. We need to make sure that we know that how real it is and not silver line it or make it sound like it's just nothing. Um, but also with all of this, naming gratitude prevents us from drowning in sorrow. Um, that way we can really focus on what's important and what we can be thankful for that we actually have and what's not canceled and the people around us. I think we've become more thankful for them and things like that. And um, it mentions like practical things of like recognizing our losses and maybe we need to journal about our losses or grieve the calendar. I know for me, I opened my calendar today and I was so sad about the, the month of April right now that none of those things are going to happen anymore. Um, so for me, grieving the calendar helped me today, but I need to start journaling maybe and really keep track of my emotions during this time. Yeah. It reminds me of the question Leland always asks over dinner. Like what is one good thing that happened today and what is one thing that was a challenge that we need to recognize the blessings as well as the challenges as we walk through this. Um, it's so helpful. And so I think we might try to attach it in show notes. Adam's going to see if he can do it or not. Um, he's a champ. He'll find a way. Um, but one of the things that I remember is a lesson that Jesus told me, and it was actually something he said pretty clearly to me, a couple of years ago, like before Joshua came home, so it was a while ago. Um, and the reality is, is that God told me that I want to feel happy more than I want to love others well. And I think when it comes to acknowledging the reality of what's going on, I have to ask myself the question, do I want to feel happy more than I want to love others well? When I don't want to engage the reality, when I don't want to engage the grief or the loss associated with it, that's me wanting to be happy more than loving. So we have to choose how we engage COVID-19. We need to pay attention to the news, but you also need to set limits. Um, we need to pay attention to what's going on in social media, but also set limits. So we can pray for people that need prayer, but we can also be present in our reality. We have to choose how we engage COVID-19. It's impacting us, and we can't just say, I'm not going to pay attention to it. That's not engaging reality, and that's not loving people well. And then we have to ask the question, how can you help the community around you? How do you love people well? 
I know for me, one of the things that I'm more intentional to do is to call my grandma. My grandma is in um, like a nursing home. And so she's in quarantine. So I call my grandma more often because that's something I can actively do. I can call someone that's in isolation. I can call someone that's at risk. I can call someone that could be lonely and intentionally love them well. So we have to figure out what's going on around us so we can figure out how we can engage the community, how we can love people well. And the other thing that I think we need to do is I think we need to pray. We need to get on our face and we need to call out to God. We need to recognize that prayer is an offensive weapon and we need to leverage it for our community. We need to leverage it for our state. We need to leverage it for our country. We need to leverage it for the world. We need to leverage it for families that are in isolation and that God wants to heal. We need to leverage it for people that are supposed to come to Christ through a crisis. We need to leverage it for lives that would be lost if we do not pray and call out to God. We need to recognize that we are not sitting by doing absolutely nothing. When we engage the reality and we pray, we are doing more than we could do if we did something. So by staying home, and for me, God's challenged me to pray five minutes an hour, um, not doing it perfectly, but have made significant progress. But by me staying home and actively praying, I'm making a bigger difference in the world around me than if I was doing something because I'm following the wisdom, but I'm leveraging prayer. And so I just challenge you that we have to engage the reality of what's going on so we can love others well, because people are being affected and people are hurting. And so we need to control what we can control, but also know what's out of our control and call out to God for it. And so that's my encouragement for you. Do either one of you guys have one last tip that you want to give as you, we head out? Uh, yeah. So I think just to put, so you mentioned, you mentioned prayer. I think that this season is going to be a season to show us that prayer is not just um, a side piece to being a Christian, that it is actually uh, one of the main motivating forces of following Jesus um, because there's not a whole lot of options for us. Like this is forcing us to kind of be with ourselves and forcing us to, to do certain things. Um, and honestly, for me, one of the biggest blessings out of all of this chaos has been my time spent uh, walking. I still have the, the privilege of going outside and there's a little walking path that doesn't have anybody that is around it. So I'm, I'm by myself. I'm just, you know, with Jesus, praying, worshiping. Um, I know one of the things that me and my life group were doing, um, we're, we're going to go through a book of the Bible each week. So I'm, I'm listening to the word of God. I'm, I'm praying daily because it seems that daily stuff just keeps coming up. Um, and that's been a really huge blessing for me. So. Yeah. I think that Jesus is the hope that we have right now. Um, yeah. and I've been encouraging people to take study breaks or rather prayer breaks in their, in their busyness or still with online classes, just take breaks to pray. So, yeah. It's been neat to realize that Jesus is our hope, not what he does, but mm -hmm. the person of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. If we press into the person of Jesus. We are going to be transformed. 
All right, so we're going to sign off because I think we might have been a little bit long, but hopefully this is helpful for you because we got to engage our reality in order to figure out how to move forward. And then next week, we might have a guest speaker come to talk to us about how do we leverage our gifts of how God has made us to impact the kingdom because there are people that are going to be impacted by the kingdom of God through this. So have a great night, and we will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. You're where I belong.